Hello and welcome to the Local Agitator Podcast. I'm Kevin Kennedy. On today's episode, I speak to my old pal, Chinadu Ezimineri, about his pivot to PPE, eating too many cookies, and the power of thinking about others. I hope you enjoy our conversation. That was a fucking mess. You're a mess. <laughs> I feel like I'm a, I am a mess. You're a mess. I'm a mess. I got... You got two kids, right? Two kids, buddy. What about you? I got, I got two. Nice. I got a, always a trying five to be and like a, always trying a to be five, like doesn't change. A five and a two. And <laughs> nice. So fucking, it's a shit show these days. I can imagine, man. For a long time, my son was was was. There's no problem on the drop offs at daycare, right? He was digging yeah. it. It was like, especially, it was actually a good thing with the the drop off where you just drop off at the door. Yeah. Like now, because of 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 COVID. Cool. Yeah. So there was no because my daughter like there was drama every drop off right. You walk so how old? So your daughter, son, how old are like? They're five are and two. So which one's five? Which one's two? The daughter's five. Okay. So she was like it. The drop offs for two and a half years. It never was good at daycare. It never was like <laughs> smooth. She was just like fuck that. Yeah. I want to stay with you, but it, but it wasn't really true because she you know like one minute after I left she was good. You know what I mean. That's always the case. That's always yeah. the case. They, they, but, you know, they make this guy COVID and as soon as you're gone, it's like, okay, I guess now I gotta, I gotta interact with these people here now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they got their crews and, and stuff like yeah. that. The, yeah. My daughter actually uh, just said recently that she likes, she likes uh, school days more than weekends. And she said, really? yeah, that's good. Yeah. So you got a bubble. What's your bubble situation? I I love hearing about these bubbles because yeah, I've had I to, feel like I feel like I feel like bursting all these bubbles to be honest with you, man. But um, well, they feel like fucking Swiss cheese bubbles <laughs> to me, and like uh, with a little bit more when oh, you yeah. do a little bit more digging. You're, oh yeah. You're like, oh, oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, we tried to have a bubble, and so my bubble is basically obviously our immediate family, which my yeah. wife and the kids, and then my parents, right? Because yeah. Like during during the actual normal period of the week, my uh, my eldest daughter would always be picked up by my parents. This is pre COVID, right? Because I'm working during the day. My wife's a teacher, yeah. Um, so we kind of kept the same thing where essentially, like, I get her ready in the morning as if she's going to school. You know, breakfast, yeah. get your backpack, and like nine minutes to mom and dad's house, and mm-hmm. that's like school, right? So yeah. Our- our bubble is kind of us and our parents, but listen, I'm still interacting with people and trying to do it safely, of course. Yeah. Um, my but business. One of your kids is in care, right? One of your kids yeah, is in so, school. Yeah. 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 So my youngest, who's going to yeah. be four in May, uh, she goes to Montessori, right? Mm. Um, and yeah, that they never really stopped, you know, kind of with with everything happening. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So I drop her off every morning. My drops off. My drop offs are probably a bit smoother than yours, but uh, yeah, I drop her off every morning. Well, um, and that's they, what you pay for for the Montessori, right? They don't they only uh, teach with fucking wood. I love their process, man. Like no, for sure. Really and my first daughter went, and so we were like, "Yo, we have we have to." It's so great. We have to make sure she goes, and it's she was reading at like like my first daughter was reading very early at like three four like around now. And and our, our our youngest is she's getting there, she's yeah. getting there, right? But um, anyhow, so yeah, that's that's our bubble. It's you know our family, our immediate family, and and my folks. Yeah. But I, I burst that bubble every time I I'm out there, right? Well, I guess I guess I think I think it's more like I think we all uh, yeah. Well, I mean, where do I go? Dude, right? did you I notice that supermarket? Did you notice that that's 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 your boy? Oh, right? Nice. That's your boy. Look at that. What? Where's that from? Remember Kevin Chang? Oh yeah. yeah. Are we gonna get into like our history and all that stuff? Like anything you want, man. There are no rules. There's okay. this. This is not. This is not like. Well, hey, here's my fucking no career I've podcast. So I've done so many of these, and We're, some are more formal. But dude, I've known this is not. This is not networking, man. 1995, is, bro. Yeah, it's been. That was a good year. <laughs> I missed Raptors. that year. Yeah, Raptors. Yeah. Right. Good music, good great music, great music. But yeah, no, this is. Remember, Kevin sometimes Chang? I think about I, I I I cringe when I when I think about how like 
my band was like playing at fucking prom and shit like that like what what land were like what were we doing man what what and the things that we could we just were able to rent what you were trying to figure it out what do you mean i know i know you're trying to figure it out man you're trying everything right like that was that was a great time where you didn't have to think of what am i doing why am i doing it who's looking you just did whatever you wanted to do you're living out loud live it out loud man you're living out loud at that point yeah that's what it was that's what it was those are fun times man but But you ever think that when Mm. i look back at our high school i think i think i got to university uh and after and 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 beyond sort of despite my education not not because of it (laughs) really like like yeah like looking back at like like brayboff was like portables and just I, I just look back at the I guess now I see my daughter's teachers, how engaged they are and how like yeah. they're like and then I think back like those guys, a lot of our teachers were ha- there, there were some good ones. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them were half ass in it, big time. Yeah, yeah. And and plus you're th- you're th- you're talking high school now, right? You're yeah. looking at your your daughters and and, and your and your son. They, they, that's it's a bit younger, elementary. You kind of have to be engaged, otherwise the kids are bouncing right. off the walls. Whereas at our age, at 14, they're trying to teach us about the next level. And I honestly, I think I probably have the reverse. I think I got to university and I think I, I didn't thrive in the beginning, but I think I thrived later on because of some of the things that I learned to break buff, specifically like Mr. Will, you know, yeah. remember our English teacher? Sure, sure. Um, no, of course. Yeah, nice mustache. Certain, yeah, <laughs> great mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, like a wrestler, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah and I, I feel like, um, I feel like I learned a lot, man. I feel like I learned yeah. a lot. And I think, you know, part of that is how engaged you were, what you were doing. Right. Yeah. Like I think, uh, what, what grade was it that you and I had all those classes together, man? I think that was like grade 11. We had, we had grade 11 together. We had, that was my turning together. point here. That was I my turning why. point. I wonder why I was, you're, I, welcome. Uh, you're welcome. I, I found a mentor. yeah i got suspended i think twice in grade 10 i was not on the right path but but you always had you always had an affinity bro for uh for english and the english language that's why i I was so excited to see some of the stuff you're doing now with like the blogs and the articles and all that yeah um was it broman we had together was it what did we have mr broman together as well oh he was a good teacher yeah there was an english class we had i'm like yo this guy's just kind of you're kind of winging it man you're you're good at this you know what i mean like (laughs) the um well let's get into that because because that's a good segue because Mm. you know i i started i started writing uh almost like as therapy right like i i felt i needed to get just you know, you get so isolated. So usually I would, I'm, I'm definitely, I was in the business of gathering, right. I definitely like, I believe in the energy that happens when you, when you, when you like gather and I believe it's important where you gather and I believe it's important how you gather and it's important to put an effort to gatherings and, and not just seeing, not just sort of, Oh, I got to go see this friend actually being more intentional about it. Right. So yeah, I craft. I created a business around that, and then that that whole thing evaporated right overnight. It was just it, my whole business, my whole my whole business was gone. Right, my whole business plan. Right. Yeah. So so what happens is, I, I didn't really, f- f- I didn't really like fight against the the isolation. It's almost like I'm not because even though I was in the business of, of gathering, I, it yeah. wasn't like I needed to be so social. Like I, I, I had this need to be out and talk to people all the time. It was more like, uh, I just needed to sort of, um, have an outlet for my uh, creativity. Cause my right. brain is like, was firing at this level, especially, right. you know, as you, as you yourself, as an entrepreneur, you're able to like exercise your brain every day. Yeah. And, I, and I've had cool. jobs that, and I've had the jobs at banks and things like that where I was so I felt so stunted and stifled yeah. because, you know, you're wor- you're just sort of going through the motions and it it was yeah. I found it extremely boring. So yeah, now I'm doing different work. It's all digital. It's not as it's not as enjoyable. It's not as uh, fulfilling, right? Sure. Because because even if I have a cool event online, you log off and you're like, oh, I'm still 
Oh, I'm so I'm still here. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, th- yeah. without having that, that, that period of like the cool down where your event is over and you're sitting around with, with your crew that just, that just, right. it's just like being on a team after yeah. the game, you're sitting oh around. Oh my God, 100%. That deep breath. Just, so, the the so endorphins crucial. are flowing. You're just yeah. like going through all yeah. oh, like, you know, nice pass or whatever. Yeah. And, and so I needed another way to sort of, you know, to communicate. And, and what I'm trying to do even with this is like, there, I'm on purpose. There's no strategy on purpose. Yeah. There's no, there's no parameters, you know, okay. but I like the segue it. that I was talking about was like, mm-hmm. that was just, you know, there's a few things that I've picked up uh, during the, the pandemic. So sort of, I'm curious to know if there's been anything. So you just went on a big diet and yeah. Right? So, so yeah. that that's one thing if you want to start there but i'm i am i'm curious as to sort of where where you've taken yourself over this time right what have you have, have you found yourself reading more books have you you know what i mean what are the new things in your life yeah i mean <clears throat> i guess we'll start with the weight thing that that was a more recent thing that was the last probably 6 to 7 weeks you know as the year started everyone has resolutions all the time and i, I honestly I, I i feel like those are those are BS, man. I, I'm not really a resolution type of guy, but I turned 40 this year, right? So yeah, we all do. It, yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> it's a it's a turning point year, man. Um, and I stood on the scale, and this is so ironic because I stood on the scale and I saw a weight that I'd never seen before. Um, I was 240 pounds, so I'm like 240. I turned 40 this year. I'm like something needs something needs to change here, right? Right. It was January 16th. I'll never forget it. And I got off the scale and I said, screw this, man. And I, I attacked it like an athlete, bro. And I, I think I mentioned that to you on our message. I attacked it like an athlete. I said, look, I know what I need to do. And I know my biggest issue is eating late. Right. So I said, bun that. I'm done. 7 p.m. I'm done. Um, and then intermittent fasting. I'd done it over the years, you know, kind of on and off, kind of right. wayfair, not really committed to it. So I said, okay, I'll do... 16 hours, right? Or 17 hours, whatever the case may be. Um, and then I cut out all sugar. When I say all, I mean, for the first two weeks, I didn't even have a fruit. I need to right. get, just get my body off of sugar completely. Right. Um, and yeah, man, and it's been six, seven weeks. I just weighed myself right now. I've lost close to 30 pounds. <laughs> wow. Um, and I started to weight train because the problem was I was losing fat, but also muscle was going too, right? And I right. you know, can't have that. No. Um, no. So, so I started to sort of weight train and kind of get myself back. But honestly, the impetus was this year being a turning point and understanding that health is more important as you get older. But even during this time, as we know, the healthier you are, the, the more um, – prepared, I guess you would be, or the more apt you are to fight off any sort of illnesses or infections or yeah. viruses, whatever the case may be. Right. So I just want to get myself right. Um, as far as the business is concerned, man, you, you know what I do, like custom tailored clothing is an in-person face-to-face business. And I, I started that business because that's what I love, man. I love interacting. I love meeting with clients. I love just, you know, having a vision and, you know, creating a style and, 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 you know, seeing it through to the end. Um, and as well, people in like big turning point points in their lives come to me, right? Weddings, mm-hmm. big events, the biggest, those, events. the biggest events, all those things were done. Right. Yeah. Um, so my business went from in 2019, 40 wedding parties to four. Right. So I was left with, dude, what do I do? Right. Yeah. So um, I pivoted to doing masks because I saw, hey, we're, we're in this thing, probably going to be in it for a while. Um, guys who wear suits, people who wear suits are probably going to need masks as well to, you know, to go to they're not going to events, but whatever they're doing, whether they're going to a grocery store, they're going somewhere, they're going to need to look good while they're doing that and stay protected. So I started to get into designer masks mm-hmm. and I created a whole line of it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I was able to build some relationships through my years of business development, as you know. Um, and uh, I found a store that has shops in uh, Pickering Town Center. Uh, they opened up a shop in the Oshawa Center as well in Durham. And as we went on, they built a store inside Yorkdale Mall, which is obviously one of the most high-end malls in the country. Mm-hmm. And, dude, in no time, we were able to 
not surpassed, but we were doing fairly well um, where we might not have otherwise been doing so, right? Um, and then, yeah, I started to do other PPE as well. So just to give you some background on me, right? Yeah. Like after I left uh, high school, went to York, you know, played football, whatever, finished, I started working in the staffing and recruiting industry. And I'm still in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so that's been, God, what is that now? 17 years, whatever that is. Um, so I've built some really good relationships in the staffing and recruiting. And we do mostly industrial um, and manufacturing companies. So what I ended up doing is just reaching out to some of my clients and saying, hey, you guys do like sanitizers and, you know, uh, sprays? They're like, yeah, we, we do that. Mm -hmm. So I found a company right here in Scarborough. Well, I'm in Pickering right now, but in Scarborough mm -hmm. that produces... Uh, they do cosmetics and all this stuff, but they produce sanitizer and they produce sprays. So I just leveraged that relationship and I got some contracts with some organizations and outfitted them with uh, <laughs> with PPE. All right. Started to wow. do disposable masks. So, yeah. So I re literally pivoted my business um, to just sort of start doing PPE. Yeah. And ironically, I just finished all the accounting for, for last year. We did our year end. And I, on paper, I had the best year I've ever had as a business, but I sold the least suits I've ever sold. Right. <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that, that was good to kind of end the year off. But now reality's hitting, right? The big boys, I can't compete wow. with the dollar store and Walmart. That no. industry of PPE is a bit crowded. So now we've got to pivot again, bro. And did you, have you found, you know, one thing that I, I struggled with on the biz dev mm -hmm. side and, and, and it wasn't, it wasn't that I, like, I like to do in person and, and I get sure. that still a lot of my work is about doing like good presentations. I mean, I'm not as much as it, it helps to build a relationship. I still have to deliver on an actual product. Right. So as much as yeah, execute, but what I found is there is such a heightened level of, of tension in general and, and everybody was living in their own hurricane. Right. Which, yeah. which, which by the way, we all are all the time, no matter the pandemic or not. For sure. Everybody's sort of so, but I found it was a little bit harder um, to, to get new business because oh, just everybody yeah. at home and, you know, my kids and just sort of even because I noticed in, in, in myself, I was way more, more irritable. I was way, you know, just in general, I, I, I could tell even, even I, I, I mentioned my, you know, my group chats, <laughs> I'm like way more hesitant now to like, make fun of people or like be fucking funny what i think is funny <laughs> because because it feels like the tension is you know what i mean it feels mm. like the sensitivity yeah. is a little bit higher right and i'm like yeah. oh, maybe maybe i shouldn't make a wisecrack about this guy or, or whatever yeah. um so overall i've just noticed that so i i found it like i found it hard also when you work with a lot of partners uh yeah. to sort of at times you got to be critical, right? At, at times you got to say, Hey, I need something done now. But I found myself really hesitant to go there because of the awareness that I have of what everybody's going through. Right. That's good, man. That's you good know? that you have It that. is good, but it's hard to get business like done in that environment. Yeah. You know? No, for sure. Have you experienced that? A hundred percent. I mean, especially in what I do, right? Like everyone's hesitant um, nobody, nobody really knows what's happening, so they don't want to spend any money. Um, but just on terms of how people are feeling and that sensitivity, 100%, man. I think this time has really underscored some of those things for a lot of people, right? And uh, it's important to be empathetic to it, for sure. Um, even things like just setting meetings, right? Because you assume, hey, we're all at home. What, how are you late? You're rolling out of bed. You, you got to be here at this time. And that's how I would typically be, you know, in, in, in sort of my dealings, because I'm, I'm always on time always. But now I'm allowing things to sort of happen naturally, because you don't know what people are dealing with. You don't know what sort of, um, you know, uh, what sort of issues they're battling and what sort of issues are even more highlighted during this time. Um, but yeah, from a business development perspective, yeah, definitely you've had to lower expectations, man. 100%. Yeah. Um, that's just the reality of it. Um, but as we as we get further into this thing, I think everybody's sort of like, okay, how can we interject some normalcy, right? How can we get back to some level of 
an ability to operate how we were doing. It's never going to be the same, but now I think people are more open to that now because in the beginning, nobody like nobody knew. Everyone was just scared. It was just a right. scared sort of uh, sentiment all around, right? Right. Um, and when you and when you think about your kids, right? Yeah. As a parent, like I, I as parents, we you obviously have the the protection mentality mm-hmm. at play. And it seems like kids at our age, I mean, they're, they're rolling with it. You know, they're, they're definitely adaptable. They're definitely, they my are. daughter doesn't, he doesn't, she doesn't care about wearing, wearing a mask at school. She's like, whatever it takes to go to school. You know what I mean? She's yeah. Like um, but what about you? Like, what about you and your wife? Like, how are how have you have you guys had any sort of you know chats about their like their mental health, you know, and how they're doing? Yeah, for sure. My oldest, um, I think she's suffering a little bit more than my youngest, not being able to interact with her friends, and just doing the whole like online messaging thing. It's not the same, right? Right. Um, but my youngest, what I've noticed, and it's like. I'm happy, but I'm sort of like sad about it is that she now understands the idea of social distancing to the point that she's like, I can hug mommy and daddy strangers like this. Right. And it's like a bummer. It's, it's a bit of a bummer. And and it's that she's three years old and that's, that's what she's sort of growing up with. Right. Um, the sort of fear of others where myself and my wife is uh, sort of an extrovert as well. We're not like that. Right. And that was because of, how we interacted as we were growing up, right? Yeah. So it's a, it's a bit of a bummer to, to, to see that. But um, yeah, my oldest, we've had to have the conversation just to say, hey, you know, how are you doing this? You know, I know you can't mm-hmm. see so-and-so, but, uh, you know, you understand what's happening right now. She she gets it, but she's sad. She's yeah. sad about it, right? Um, and I think as the summer kind of comes, it was harder in the winter to do anything, but as the summer comes and maybe we can take walks and, you know, yeah go out to the park and, and, and whatever, um, that might be easier, but I've definitely noticed a shift there. And to your point, yeah, kids, they're going to adapt regardless, as long as you're, I, I'm just happy that they've got each other, right. That yeah, they've got each totally. other. I know some parents would have, who have like, you know, only, only child, like an, an only child that's, that's difficult, right? Like you as yeah. a parent cannot always engage them. No, right. I could tell this past like lockdown. So yeah, so both our kids are in are in school and like daycare now. Right. Um, this past lockdown was you could I could just tell that I you know it it felt like I wasn't meeting anybody's needs. Right. I wasn't meeting my daughter's <laughs> needs. Right. Because like she's at work, I'm trying to just sit with her. So she goes to an all French school. So all of her thing is in French, entirely French. And so I'm 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 stressed out because I'm trying to sit with her and help her on the online stuff. Yeah, but that's at she's at the SK level of French is at my top my fucking peak. Right? <laughs> I'm stretching at your top end. That's my top end. So I'm I can help, but I am I am on the brink of not knowing what, what's going on. Right, and it's yeah. and you can imagine it's stressful because you're you can tell your kid is like you don't know this like yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i'm like, five years old i know this like she's gonna start to lose I, respect for you man gonna be like, and she was go to and bed she was. Like, i'm gonna go to bed you can't even read my homework <laughs> yeah the hierarchy has changed in in the house oh, and then God. and then i wasn't meeting the needs of my work like mm. uh, there was pressures out you know from my work you know that i had to i had to keep going sure and then and then you know you you have your relationship with your partner as as well and then just everything's upside down because now i'm like working at night because i have to be with her in the day yeah so that i'm not having that you know those catch-up moments with your wife being like hey how, you know how's your day blah, blah, how's your day blah. yeah everything's flipped over and it and it was it was like kind of toxic right like you know what i mean it was like a it was something that was was like you know permeating right for sure the tension was in the air right yeah. thank god that you know they went back to school and things have because i i really struggled with like not being able to sort of work in like the morning i i really find that that's my sweet Dude. spot you know you and i you and i are literally the same man I like sit down I, at seven I o'clock. I just want to watch sports. Yeah, I've kept my studio for that reason, right? right? Like, right. I literally will leave the house in the morning, go to my studio. I have no appointments at all, but 
I have planning and strategy and things to do. And I just right. feel like I need that space to be able to do that. I tried right. to work from home. I just can't do it. No, because you feel like you have to sort of be everywhere. And uh, yeah, it's, and you're it's at dishes. You're like, do I like I could just be, be doing housework all day. Right. Because yeah. there's always I mean, this, should I do? here. 100% some laundry. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So the other thing that I like, I started, uh, I guess in, so in, in, in the summertime, I, I picked up mountain biking. That was my, oh. like, my new, my oh. summer thing. Cause it was like, Did you always do that. No, but I had some, some friends of mine who I played hockey with who, who have been doing it and sort of, you know, I'd get invited and he had an extra bike Okay. And then obviously now without being pulled around to any other like programming at night or whatever, um, I was able to go and I, I, I loved it. I was in the Don, Don Valley. Oh man. Two, three times a week. Sweet trail. It's like, Mm -hmm. dude, it's, it's like being in a video game, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's really hard, but it's fun. So then when that, you know, when the snow started to fall around December, I was like, so I, I ran a marathon in 2013, but literally like since that then, familiar. that sounds familiar in San Diego. And since okay. then, yeah. like literally I fucking hung up the shoes. You know what I mean? I yeah, was yeah, just yeah. Like, I'm done running. Cause that's what, what happens, right? It's like a horrible experience, right? It's like yeah. so hard. The training is so hard. And, and I just wanted to finish it. I didn't have a time. I just wanted to, I just wanted to do it. Yeah. So then really just to like, I started noticing it was getting darker and, and things were getting pretty like grim. And I was just like, I'm going to start running kind of like what you were in. Cause I was starting to notice, I was just like drinking every day, yeah. not a lot, but I was just like, ah, this, more this, than you wanted to. This is not me. Yeah. This, this is just not me. Like I, yeah. I just didn't feel like myself. I was just groggy all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and yeah. And then, so I started running and it's funny, like, man, I, it's so, um, it takes, I mean, it takes so long to see results with any fitness. <laughs> like you, you can tell why people especially, especially don't the stick to it. Especially the older yeah. you get. It just takes, and it's like, and you're, I'm, I'm, and I remember I, I was running in December and January at night. I'm running in alleyways around here, like because you don't want to be close to people huffing and, and puffing, right? You're just some kind of jerk, right? Yeah. Running around blowing on people. Yeah. So I'm in alleyways. It's dark. It was fucking grim, you know. Yeah. It was like, yeah. I was like, where's my runner's high? You know what I mean? I was like, it wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't, it. wasn't it. Yeah. No. And uh, people would say, oh wow, good job, you're running it. And I'm in my mind, I was like, yeah, it's, it's good, but. It's like it was just bringing me back to like a state of nor like of just being sane. It wasn't like making me feel good. It was making me back from feeling horrible to like okay, right? Well, that's that's good, man. That's good. good. And the fact that no, it's you good. here's the thing: there's a lot of people who get to that point of when you were you know drinking more than you wanted to or feeling that grogginess, and they stay there. Yeah. There's a lot of people during this time that have stayed there and they don't know how to or they don't have the self-awareness to say i'm feeling this way i need to have an outlet the mm-hmm. fact that at least you made a decision to do something about it um that's a good thing yeah that's a good thing right um and, and you should for be- me it was about yeah it was yeah well well it was about like i i know the difference between doing something sort of uh temporarily and trying to, mm-hmm. to build a build build a sure. pattern right and yeah yeah, life, yeah right so was that the goal? So that, like to make make that a pattern and kind of just because that was that was my thing. I, I like honestly, more like moving forward, I'm gonna make this kind of a lifestyle thing where my goal is to eat as much whole foods as possible and as little to n- no processed foods as I can. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's my next move. I mean with. Yeah there's always excuses when you have a two-year-old and you know things are you're just eating fucking yeah. uh, chicken fingers and fries every night right so sure. it's just but it's you're in the weeds at this point but yeah. but i think like just cut up uh, some chicken breasts and sweet potato fries come on right yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> no i think i think you're right i think i think it's 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 everybody's different right and and, and i don't judge anybody for not for not oh, trying to get out and run or yeah. whatever it's uh everybody's in their own hurricane yeah um, man. it just was like i kind of wanted to also see so so yeah like I, I i was thinking right because at the beginning it's like everybody's just trying to survive 
with the pandemic sort of survive like you know the isolation and stuff right so there's mm-hmm. there's this big excuse just to just to just, let's just drink fucking wine o'clock right you're just drinking right <laughs> which is like 24 hours right because there's nothing so so then you sort of lean into that and then i was like when's the last time i didn't i didn't have a drink you know when's i just didn't have one, one drink and it it really and i love drinking right i'm not like i, I love boozing um, yeah. I'm, I, the, I don't feel there's a stigma like attached myself. Like if you can moderate it and mention it, it's fine. Sure. Sure. Um, and, but I, I didn't like the, the idea of, of feeling like I needed a drink. I didn't like that. I don't want, I don't like that. Right. You feel like and, something has control over you, dude. Yeah. I'm, you're, you're talking my talk, buddy. Let's t- well, then you talk, you're talking my Tell talk about it because that, that was what I felt like. I felt like. Eight o'clock would come around and I did a lot of my work at night, right? Because I do right. work with some um, offshore vendors and eight o'clock at night is 8 a.m. there. And so I, I would do a lot of work at night. And so, you know, you're popping a cookie here, you're popping some whatever. And it's like, at a point, I'm like, do I have to do this? Right. No, no I'm not going to do this. And then I get to a point, I kind of, kind of, I kind of get into this. And I'll just drink tea. I've been drinking tea, but kind of need a cookie with some tea, don't you? You do. You know? yeah. So I'm, I'm doing that. And I felt like I was controlled by some of the things that I was eating. I was controlled by some of those habits. Yeah. And part of doing what I did, especially with the intermittent fast, um, is like, no, I, I don't have to right now. I don't. And I don't like being, I don't like that feeling of, uh, feeling like I'm controlled by this urge to do something, right? And and again, that was part of that impetus as well because I had gotten to that point, you know. And and just to back up what you're saying, I don't judge anybody at all for, you know, whether it's you know they're they're maybe not taking their health as seriously or because at the same time I understand that I've been a high level athlete for a very long time, and I know where I can go with it and I know sort of how to attack things. So yeah, same. Right. And you're, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you, you play some pretty good hockey, man. Okay, you're, pretty, okay. you're pretty good. Anyways, um, yeah. But like, I, I understand that I have some of the knowledge that a lot of people may not. Yeah. And so even when I'm having conversations with people, they, they see what I did and like, oh, I can't do that. I'm like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to be as aggressive, but you yeah. can do something, right? You can do something to work towards either being healthier or in your, in, in your case, find a tool to have an outlet. Right. Well, and, and it was yeah. So I so, so I wanted to combine because I was doing all this like mountain biking and I was like it was exhausting and I would it would burn on my. You abs. felt good would, though, right? Yeah, but it would it would burn like fifteen hundred calories and it was amazing, right? Yeah. But I wasn't seeing any results on on my weight on and anything like that's because I come home, you bury a few beers and some fucking some nacho plates and and it's gone, right? And I wanted just sort of to see like what would it what would it do, right? What would what would it do if I just and and nowadays too, they have like I I've been drinking Heineken Zero, <laughs> delicious. Is it zero good? alcohol? Zero really? alcohol. Zero, so maybe yeah. I- well, I can partake in some of that because you know I don't drink. Yeah, yeah, it's delicious. Really, there's actually a non-alcoholic uh, beer called Partake too. Really, called, it's an <laughs> Ontario. It it's yeah, it's Ontario craft, but no alcohol. I I and keep forgetting. I keep forgetting you were in the whole brewery game, man. I, I still am. Yeah, no. I still am. And the thing is, is that yeah, like I'm an investor in a brewery. Okay, but I'm not in. I'm not. I'm not in the day-to-day business at all. Right. Um, but. You know, and I, that business is great because the, that industry is, is, is a very sort of healthy industry in terms of how mm-hmm. people like treat each other and how other businesses treat, treat each other. It's like, I'm in sports media now and like right. the businesses treat each other like shit and they're competitive yeah. and they're, they're just really, they're just don't have any, not that my business. business. It's very ego driven, that business. It's very self-centered and yeah. ego-driven and and it's got it's like a fucking you know a dick contest half the time yeah. right so yeah, yeah, yeah. the um but yeah back to my point it, it was mm. almost like it was almost like with with, with it, it was an experiment to sort of because i was really i, I was curious because i had never like let i was just in kind of a cycle right you sort of right you drinking every day and then someday you know whatever and you sort of get out of that i want to see like what are the so what's nice now as a result of this being since the new year mm-hmm. um where i didn't you know i think i 
I didn't go like all of dry January. I sort of had my my first drink January like the thirteenth or something. Okay. But I've changed the pattern now. I can go three like four days. I don't even think about it. Yeah. So it, it's made it's it's it wasn't like a it wasn't just like a circuit breaker like completely out of it because I didn't have a, a problem drinking. Yeah. I had a problem. I had a problem being too dependent on something. And now it was, it's amazing because I used to only like to drink IPAs, which is like really strong flavored beer, right? Really right. like bitter. Yeah. Cause that would be like, Oh, I want to taste something good. And now really almost any beer <laughs> has like, has a good taste. So I, I've just kind of reset my whole that whole that whole experience and and that's and i would have never had that because my business is always at venues you you just always have that chance to have a beer afterwards a beer afterwards yeah. a beer here meetings have beers all this yeah. environment yeah. and i'm not You're just I'm not yeah exactly so that's been nice i've i've really tried to identify those what are the opportunities here so like we, we talk a lot about this return to normalcy right but like yeah. I, I, my normalcy, I don't think was that great. Like it was fine, but I don't want to go back to that. I want to get back to like a new normal. That's yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Because I now guess. I've been, yeah. I have this, I have this, this, this uh, sort of, I, I've just been forced to like say like, okay, like I can't entertain myself by going to TFC games. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. maybe I'll start writing, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I'll, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm actually like, I've realized like, I don't like any, like, I really don't even like fucking movies. Everybody's like, watch Netflix. I'm just like, I'm just like, I can't get into it. I love movies, man. I can't, I can't be with you on that one. (laughs) Well, talk to me. So, so have you, so, so, so talk to me about about stuff outside of like exercise like yeah. things that you that, that you've done with this sort of time with your mind, right? Because obviously yeah. your mind is looking for something to you know to to focus on. For sure. Um, I mean, on on the movie stuff, I I love movies, I love shows, all that stuff. I often don't have time, so I've had time to sort of catch up. And a lot of the work that I'm doing, I watch things passively. But yeah, um, I really have gotten now to intentionally keep in touch with people, not just text them because I didn't have time or because I have to go to a meeting. I've made it intentional to have phone calls. When people, even, you know, we're going back and forth on messenger there and I wanted you to hear my voice. Yeah. Right. Because that's a modern man. You know, listen, I try classic modern, you know, but I've made it intentional now to actually call people to have long, meaningful conversations with people. And yeah, to your point, when we hopefully, when things sort of settle down with all this, that's something I'm gonna take with me. But but what I was referring to in a level of normalcy is what you were referring to when we started the conversation, you know, events, people around, you know, gathering and, and feeling the energy of somebody who's right there, seeing their face, seeing their smile, seeing their frown, whatever the case may be, but having that interaction. That's what I mean. But there are certain things that were abnormal during those times, right? For sure. Um, hold on. My wife's uh, Mac is doing a couple of things here. I don't like Macs, man. Okay. Um, but there are certain things, for sure, that, that were not normal that you can probably now identify as because things have slowed down. You can see me like what I was doing there was probably not a good thing. And you can take that back for sure. Um, But yeah, some of the things that I've done, it would be that man. I mean, as far as stretching my mind, yeah, I'm, I'm reading a little bit more, but I'm being a lot more strategic with where I'm going. And that's why I was able to think of the pivots that I did with my business because I'm sitting there like, oh man, I don't have orders to fill. You know, I'm not scrambling because a wedding is next week and I'm wearing, you know, it's crunch time as always. What can I do? Oh, Mm -hmm. well, maybe I can walk Pickering Mall. You know how I I closed that deal? I had both girls with me and I had nothing to do in the house. And I'm like, get off your computers. We're just going to go walk the mall. And we're walking in the mall and my daughter doesn't know kind of what I do. She knows daddy does suits. She's seen the videos, all that stuff. Um, but my day job, I'm a sales guy, right? That's, that's what I do. I build business, right? And 
as I'm walking through the mall, I look up, I see the store, it says, be safe. I'm looking through, beautiful presentation. It's almost like, how would I describe it? It's like, uh, we're talking Max. It's like a, like the Apple for PPE. Right. right. Beautifully displayed, like floating shelves with like masks on them, you know? So I walk in and both girls and Sakina, my youngest, mm-hmm. uh, is like screaming at the top of her lungs. I'm like, shh, we're just going to walk. And she's, I'm trying to keep her calm. And I walk up to the guy. I'm like, hey, how you doing? He's like, good, good. I'm like, just looking here. You guys have a lot of like PPE stuff. Do you deal with any like local suppliers? He's like, yeah, yeah, we do. And, you know, that's the owner. I'm like, oh, is she here? He's like, no, no. I'm like, let me, can I grab a card and maybe I can reach out to her? And I gave him some feedback on what I did and, you know, kind of what I do. And literally left the store, went home, sent a, sent a note to the president of the company. And within like an hour, she sent a note back, had a meeting the next day. And fast forward, I'm averaging, well, before they shut down the malls, like five to 600 masks a month. Wow. Yeah. Right. Which was just from what that. They, what do they retail for? They retail for 25 bucks. Right. Good. Um, and some of the more, uh, cause we make, we make them in Montreal. So the Samuelson ones retail for 30 bucks. Right. So yeah, that's it's been, right. it's been going well on that, on that front, but yeah, just having the ability to just sit, sit with myself, sit yeah. with my thoughts and be able to be strategic about how I move. Right, but how that, did you do that with your kids at home in, in that period? Well, that's the advantage. Like I said, Sakina never stopped. Nyla, my oldest, we just pretended that she was going to school and I just dropped her at grandma's house. Right, right, right. And you know, my wife up until a few months ago, but she just recently went back, uh, she was still going to school, right? right? So I had the opportunity to do that. And like I said, when I did that, I would go, and, and I was still working during the day. Like I still consult doing the staffing and right. recruiting stuff. So I was in office, working from home here and there. But I had I had the opportunity um, to kind of do some of those things. And and um, the mind the mind space is so crucial, man. It's like, it, it's almost like I didn't. You 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 realize how like every hour of the day isn't created equally, right? Where. Yeah. When they took away my like 10 a.m. to 12 like p.m. time, where I don't like everything like became like every meeting, every minute of every like meeting became so important that I lost that time to like okay, like I just need to fucking think. Yeah, yeah. About, about the next move, <laughs> yeah. I don't actually need to to uh, to do anything. I need no. to sit here at my desk with a blank page yeah. and just write. With with knowing that no one is gonna like see this like document, but I just mm-hmm. need to write it out in bullets and have it be all messy because I yep. I needed that time and that was taken away. Yeah, uh, and because you know everybody's situation is is different, right? So mm-hmm. with with my mom is still working as a nurse, so like that house was mm-hmm. on, the, on the front lines. Wow, and and uh, and so like it was sort of like. It was me who who was the the primary yeah. caregiver, right? Yeah. And but it was interesting. Like we made it through, and and I think now I think about even when I when I hire people, like you know, there's an old saying, right? If you wanna if you want to uh, get something done, you know, you find a busy person <laughs> because <laughs> because yeah. they'll they'll do it, right? And yeah. how efficient we've become now with our little amount of time, right? Is is it's really incredible. It's incredible. No, it's incredible, man. And we've we've had to adapt and 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 things are changing constantly and, and the ability to just, you know, flow with it is really, really important, man. But uh yeah, that's that's interesting, man. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so what, are you, what are you doing now, man? So talk to me. What, what, what are you doing exactly? Um, so we've, we've basically, uh, my business has moved from a live event company to essentially yeah. a, a creative agency. We, so we produce content online. Yeah. I did that. I did that video essay with CBC sports. Beautiful. We're doing, we're doing, we're, I'm trying to take our business. So we're doing more stuff that's like meant for, uh, like, like meant for screens as opposed to at the beginning, you just sort of, Oh, we'll just, we'll take our live model and we'll do like live panels, but they will be online. Mm-hmm. 
I, I didn't think that was going to be a long-term, you know, I, you know, idea or long-term, yeah. you know, plan. The hard part is that when you're doing live, you're, you're, you're protected against competition because of how hard to do yeah. like a mutual live event at a venue. And I had a specific skill set because I understood the production side of things. I understood, you know, microphones and sound and, and I understood yeah. the display options. I understood the talent options. So all the elements, right? Whereas now any jerk, any jerk can do a fucking live stream, right? Every asshole has their own podcast, right? Look at this. Any jerk ball. Barrier to entry is so low, right? Which is which is good for some for some things. But for me, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like I've got that grip on my on my corner of the market, right? So we're trying to establish that. And by by really figuring out what what is that thing that is harder for other people to do that we can do, right? You know, and it's not just about relationships. Um, I'm really trying to push the envelope on some of our content to try to get, you know, this summer, I don't need to tell you, but, yeah. but uh, the murder of George Floyd and the 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 sadness that that I felt in that moment, you know, and the weight yeah. that I felt for my friends, for myself, for yeah. my daughter, like the world that she was going to be, you know, and having that real urge to like figure out what is going to be my role in all this. Right. Yeah. And, and so I've really tried to use that as, as the guiding principle, you know, how can we just be sort of radically honest so that the conversation shifts slowly Mm -hmm. so that we're talking about real things, real things. Yeah. Not Exactly. Because, because I mean, it's, it was, it was a grounding moment, I think. And, and that, that changed, that changed everything for me. Yeah. 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 That was uh, definitely a difficult time, but unfortunately, you know, myself and people who look like me were well aware of that before that. Right. And yeah, nothing new. I was, I was, uh, I was obviously saddened by it happening. Um, but I was also encouraged by the fact that this was probably the first time that unanimously across the board, whether even politically on the left, on the right, everybody was like, this was not a good thing and something is wrong here. Um, so I, I was encouraged to some degree by that. Um, but what I didn't like is there was a lot of push from companies very early on once that happened to turn it into a sort of a marketing ploy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Between you and I, there was an organization, I'm not going to name their name, but there's an organization who I've been trying to um, build a relationship with on the fashion side for a very long time. And, um, you know, they, they're prominent. They do a lot of stuff in the city. And obviously when this stuff went down, all of a sudden I get a call from somebody. Oh, yeah, we're going to feature you on the on their Instagram page. I'm like, oh, great. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, here it is. I'm going <laughs> to finally have an in somehow. Right. And literally in on the, on the Instagram post. And, you know, a few weeks later I reached out, nobody got back to me. It it was just one of those things where it is a hot topic right now, right? Sort of a token. Yeah. A a, a token gesture of, yeah, we're, we're, we're in on this too. Yeah. We've got the black squares on our Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. We're good now. Yeah. That's okay. Um, With no real shift. So what I'm hoping is that there are more examples of companies who are, making actual systemic shifts within their organizations that are longstanding, uh, whether it's board organizations that now are looking at people who look like me, who have the skills, not just because they look like me, but they have the skills and they haven't been given the opportunities um, to prove themselves. Um, we, I, I, I need to see some more of that. And to be honest, I haven't as much as I would have liked and I, as much as I was encouraged early on um but yeah, I'm because it's hard work yeah it's it's hard work man. it's hard work and that and that's what i what i've noticed there's a extreme yeah. unwillingness from large corporations to put in the hard work and but what's, what's interesting about that is that they're the ones who are built to do it they've got the resources yeah they they're making choices not to 
they're making choices not to. And that in and of itself makes it even more of an egregious sort of, um, you know, failing in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I agree. But yeah, it's, it was, it was interesting, man. Even with my, my, uh, my oldest, cause my youngest, obviously she can't articulate or understand any of this, any of this stuff, but yeah. my oldest is, is seeing it. And, and, you know, she made a statement that I was just like, Oh, my heart broke. She was just like, so should I be afraid of police? And I was like, no, baby, no, no. You sh- you. And in my mind, I'm like, no, you shouldn't be. But and I'm thinking I kind of am. And I'm, and I'm, I'm a guy who I played football and on our 44 man roster, we've got 13 to 14 cops right now. Mm. I've got one, one of my buddies who's in SWAT. Right. But mm. whenever I'm in front of an officer, I'm extra proper because I don't want to be considered a threat. And I police myself before I'm in front of police officers. And, and so in that moment, when I answered that question to her, I'm like, am I being honest here? Because I don't think she should be because we need police and they're there and, and they protect us. But there are some police who unfortunately do not. Um, and, you know, it, it was something that I had to wrestle with and a conversation that I'm probably going to have with her later on mm-hmm. because my father had the conversation with me and it wasn't just specifically for police, just for myself. You remember me in grade nine, right? I, I, I was a big kid, you know, I was 14 years old, six foot, you know, 190, mm-hmm. you know, and my dad had a conversation with me, man. He's like, look, man, you're, you're a big guy. Certain people are going to view you in a certain way. You're going to walk in a threat to people. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So he wouldn't want me wearing toques. He wouldn't want me wearing hoodies. And my dad, you know, my parents, Nigerian, you know, he's, he's, uh, his way of communicating and showing his love and care may not be, uh, you know, with the most tact or the most bedside manner. So his thing was like, take off that hoodie. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Right. He's like, well, do you want to get shot? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? I'm, it's cold outside. I need my hoodie. What, like, get out of here right but certain difficult conversations that i had to have and certain things that i had to do man like it's 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 hard to say because people don't really understand for me when i walk into a building because i do a lot of work downtown right yeah if i walk into a building number one i'm in a suit so okay this guy's this guy's okay (laughs) when i walk into an elevator if it's just me and a woman First thing I'll do, you know, give her a smile, you know, so she knows, hey, I'm not a threat, mm-hmm. right? And there's just so many things that I'm, and it's exhausting, so many things that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis to sort of make sure that I'm not considered a threat. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, these are conversations that I'm dreading, but are going to be needed to, to be had with my daughter when she gets older. And yeah. that was brought to the forefront when all this happened. It's like, man. But those yeah. little subtleties that you're talking about are are, are the things that white people ha- have trouble um, considering. Yeah, maybe, maybe they don't hear it. Maybe they don't hear it as being a big deal. They they don't. They're not conscious of it in their own lives. Like you're not conscious of how when you walk when I walk into a, a convenience store when I was a teenager. No no one asked me to for my knapsack, right? Like yeah. you're not aware of that. And now I look back and I'm like, oh fuck, right? Or you know, like those were the little things where you realize you're you're operating with a little bit more privilege. I mean, a lot more privilege in, in that in, in that environment because that's a signal. It's not really about the bag. Here's about the bag. It's a signal, right? And you, you certain, you're hearing it loud and clear what the person is saying. They're not just asking yeah. for 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 a bag. They're saying something about yeah. that they're, they're threatened by you. No doubt. And as a teenager who's trying to figure out you, 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 that'll sit with you your whole life. Just that little, little, little thing, right? You'll inter- you'll that inter- elevator that story is just a lot of true. That. Yeah. yeah, you realize a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's also made me look at my own privileges too, right? Like, there's certain things that I'm not conscious of as just as a man, as a man right? Yeah. yeah, of course. Like yeah. you running at night in the alleys, you had no thought of like. Being, that's a privilege. That's a privilege that you can do Total that privilege. without feeling fear. You know, me 
in my my office, you know, we've got a like an underground garage and I go in, I have no fear that I'm getting my car, getting in, I'm going. But if I'm a woman, right, walking in that garage at 10 o'clock at night, my thoughts are different. My movements are different. And so, you know, I've now been sort of forced to see some of the privileges that I have as well in those instances. And that's that those are the kind of examples I give people who may not understand what I go through as a black man. Um, it's like, yeah, you may not understand because you don't go through that every day in your life. Yeah. Right? What I think is, uh, what I think this, this pandemic has exploited, I mean, mm-hmm. this, and this is even, this includes all the stuff that we talked about is we're not very good at thinking about, about other people. So no. whether it's a racial, uh, di- disparity, discrepancy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether it's a gender thing, mm-hmm. whether it's just some kind of person who doesn't want to wear a mask because he doesn't think, well, I don't have, you know, an elderly person or a vulnerable person in, in, in my, in my world. And all of a sudden it doesn't, you know, if I can't see it, I don't care about it. Right. Or if it's not, yeah. doesn't affect me. And it's like the self concern is more powerful than saying, "Hey, can you just take this one little little step to 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 help out just everybody else?" And I'm guilty of it. You know, you're you're guilty of sort of looking at your own world and really obsessing over it and having a hard time understanding uh, that maybe a small gesture has a bigger bigger effect. And it's just a matter of like thinking about other people. And I. And I mentioned that because I was the, like probably three weeks ago, I was like, really, I felt the first wave of real like uh, depression, I think, that I've ever felt in my whole life. Really? Because I just, n- nothing that usually was making me happy made, was making, you know what I mean? Like I watched yeah, sports, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't care. I just, food, I was like, I was just, I was like, what's going on? Like I couldn't sleep really, really well. And then there was some sort of there were some tragedies that happened in f- friends' lives. You know, a, a friend of mine, his daughter, uh, succumbed to brain cancer. She passed away like in her early twenties, uh, and I, you know, and other things. A friend of mine, his daughter, got diagnosed with uh, uh, diabetes. You know, life changing experience, right? And and then, and and a friend of mine, you know, uh, and so what what happened was. Obviously, my concern shifted away from me, and it went to them. And so oh, I, I, I just was consumed by like how, how I'm like my, my friend. Man, I, I, I can't imagine how he's feeling. And yeah. it, I'm, it, it's not like their pain made me feel better. It shifted my attention off of myself and onto right. other people, and I felt better because I, I was caring about others. And like to me, that's the 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 secret to life. I it's, think hundred percent, one hundred percent, dude. Like, yeah. there there's something that something to be said about just actual genuine empathy, yeah, for other people. And yeah, it, it's it releases endorphins for yourself. Absolutely, hundred percent. Like that, like. It's it's so true. Even the the idea of philanthropy or charity, and you know, uh, you know, I'm Muslim, right? And mm-hmm. one of the tenets of our religion is is charity, or what we call zakah, right? right? And you're not just doing that to just say, okay, I've given charity. You're doing that because by helping someone else, you're helping yourself. If we're all good, sorry, if if somebody else is good, that means we're all going to be good. Yeah. Right. If we were help, if if everybody's helping one another. That means we're all we're all going to be good, mm-hmm. right? This whole idea of like the individualistic mindset um, is very antithetical to I think how we were as human beings early on, and and uh, I don't think it's natural, and that's why when you do things like caring for other people, it just organically makes you feel better. There's a reason for that because I think we are wired that way. Yeah. Right. We're wired to care for other people, to exist in an environment where we're all sort of working together to build things. Right. Um, And when we get away from that, man, it's 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 a negative thing. Right. So I'm glad you're feeling better, man. And I'm really sorry that uh, your friends went through that, man. That's 
that's tough. Yeah, yeah, that's no, tough. no, it is, it is tough, and it's, and it's a, it's a really, uh, you know, sharp reminder. You know, yeah. it really re- it resets, it resets your uh, perspective on your own, on your own life. Yeah, um, you know, and it, it makes you, you know, these moments they're they're cliches right so mm-hmm. to sort of to 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 live in the moment to to hug the people around you it yeah. actually it actually takes uh practice it doesn't it's not like a fucking hallmark card it actually takes like you actually have to like practice it you actually have to like verbalize it and say it you know yeah. practice it i mean that's the same the same idea around praying the same idea that's why we like repeat it because it actually takes you that long to repeat something that you start 100%. to act on it right that starts, it. Act, that starts to be part of your actions yeah exactly, exactly. yeah man. Well, well let's leave it there man it, it's an hour you know i know you're really? a busy guy oh man yeah we've been we chatting this, for a long gotta, time we gotta do yeah. this again. get well, into well, some well, high school antics that we were uh <laughs> Nobody we'll on as much in class like you, man. Well, thank you, man. <laughs> Those are fun times. We'll crank up the uh, the Brabuff radio station, <laughs> right? Gonna be a good idea. Talk to uh, Mr. DaCosta about that. See what oh, he thinks. Oh God! <laughs> Don't remind me, man. All right, we'll do this again, brother. All right, man. Fun times. Man.